Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. I forgot I want to start this podcast, Chime. Let's give you credit for something. It wasn't the Bruins. They lost last night. Oh, 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 Mr. World Cup. That's where I wanted to start yesterday. Yes, sir. If you, if you stuck around to the end of the podcast, a little Easter egg. Uh, and Chime even said, if you stuck around to the end, here's your bonus pick. Here's a World Cup pick, Brazil in the over. I believe 4-1, your final in a laugher for Brazil yesterday? That is correct. They wow. dominated South Ooh. Korea. Dominated. The did return of Neymar did not disappoint. A second of that I did not watch, but I did get a text from you saying easy, 4-1 to one with the score. So yep. I know you won. Congratulations, buddy. Thank Man. you. It was a good way to start the day because the rest of the day didn't go quite as planned. Your Boston Bruins, they're scared of Bruce Cassidy. It's official. If they get the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, I'm betting hard on uh, the Vegas Knights. Cassidy showed up. Big bag Bruce. All the players were scared. They were hiding the, the dressing room. The Bruins, after firing this guy, showed some sort of, like, welcome back Bruce thing, which was kind of weird. Uh, and, yeah, your Bruins lost it home for the first time all year, Chris Shaw. Yeah, they lost in a shootout in a game that they could have won uh, multiple times in that game. I mean, it's they battled back. First of all, they went down 3 nothing and battled back to tie the game, which was remarkable in and of itself. Then, in overtime, they had a power play. You had David Krejci, David Posternock, Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand on the ice for two minutes. Two minutes, four on three, and they couldn't score. Wow. That, was, that was upsetting. And then, on t- to top it all off, uh, Jake DeBrusque and Charlie Coyle both had the goalie straight up beat in the shootout and missed. Jake DeBrusque rang it, literally put a dent in the goalpost. And Charlie Coyle straight up missed the net. So that was kind of disappointing out of them. But, alas, I, 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 it was an awesome game. For anybody that watched the game, you know how much fun that was. Like, 
it felt like a playoff atmosphere. There was a five, six minute span in the third period. Play didn't stop. It was back and forth, up the ice, action on action on action. I thought Jack Edwards is going to have a stroke on the air. He was getting so revved up. Like it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a really fun game. Uh, and, and I think the, the game in Vegas, I think it's next week, could go a little different. Uh, and probably the Bruins might actually come out ready for that game, uh, unlike last night. Yeah, it just fell a little bit flat starting yep. that game, right? I, I, that's the, and that's the, if you're going to nitpick, you'd say you knew it was a big game, ex-coach in town, you guys talked about the ex-coach, then came out and fell out flat. That's not great. But like you said, I mean, they're going to play you know, this West Coast trip they start on. They get Avalanche and the Golden Knights in the span of, what, uh, five days? Yeah. Wednesday and Sunday. So Sunday night is that Golden Knights game, by the way. Yep. So you get uh, forget Sunday night football. Oh, actually, it's a good game too. Chargers Dolphins. No, don't oh, forget, man. don't forget Sunday night football. You're, I'm looking at six days now. You got a nice little Sunday night, Chris Shine. There you go. That's gonna be nice. I'm excited for that. Uh, but the, uh, honestly, people don't want to hear this, but it's not bad they lose a game in early December. No, it's just okay. not. It's not. It's, it's, the it's home a good, win streak. It's a good was... way for Jim Montgomery to kind of get these guys righted. If there was anyone yep. in that dressing room who started thinking, "Oh, we're really, really good." Nice little reminder, hey, you can still lose games. And perfect right before you go out on a West Coast trip, by the way. A little lost there at home. That's a refocuser before uh, Avalanche, Coyotes, Golden Knights, uh, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I'm excited. This Bruins team is really good. This is a, is a moment where you're right. Montgomery could sit him back down and be like, hey, yes. anybody yes. whose head was getting a little too big, you're back down to earth. Let's keep winning. Let's not stop this. Let's keep winning. You hated how that felt when you lost at home. You hated it. Let's not let that happen again and get back to winning. And I think that's exactly what will happen. This is not going to start a streak of bad losses. Nothing like that. This isn't some more. This isn't some devastating loss. Honestly, it was kind of a moral victory the way you were able to battle back three nothing again. Like this team. The one criticism I have of this team as a whole is that there are multiple times where they come out to start flat. Uh, it, it happened against Tampa Bay the first time they played them. They they were getting absolutely pummeled for nine minutes and then decided to score five straight. And so I think if this team starts off hot at all in any game, they just don't lose. They won't lose. Their goalies are too good. The offense is too good. The defense is too good. Last night was a bit sloppy in the first period and a quarter. Uh, and, and after that third goal, then they're like, you know what, we should turn it on, and they did. But uh, it was a little too late at that point. Uh, so good effort in a shootout loss for the Bruins. The Celtics had no Al Horford. He doesn't play in back-to-back games this year. Smart move by the coaching staff. It doesn't matter. Blake Griffin, 13 points, 8 rebounds in 32 minutes. Luke Cornett, 11.7 rebounds off the bench. And the assault on the MVP continues for Jason Tatum. 31-12-3 and in 39 minutes. They go to Toronto without Al Horford and beat the Raptors. Uh, they are a wagon. Uh, they're not to be stopped. Uh, if, you bet Al, if you bet Jason Tatum early in the year for the MVP, you're feeling pretty good right now. Celtics are the current favorite to win the NBA Finals. Uh, things are going very well for the two teams that share the garden right now, Krishan. Yeah, uh, I mean, this it, it couldn't be going any better. Let's put it that way. And now it comes down to, okay, can you maintain this pace the rest of the season? And hopefully they can. Long, long year. Yep. I, ironic, I, I'm surprised they do this at the same time. You'd think you're, you'd figure the NBA and the NHL would try to figure out, okay, oh, the Bruins are out west. Let's get the Celtics at home. Nope, Celtics and Bruins both going out west. So late nights, if you're a fan I mentioned the Bruins schedule. Celtics go Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers through next Tuesday. So they're going to be out west. Some interesting games there. Uh, we'll be staying up very late if you want to watch uh, your things, uh, Celtics and Bruins here for the next week or so. Um, Monday Night Football was a great game. If you laid the points at the, uh, the Bucks, you lost. 
if you took Shime's uh, advice and bet the Saints in the under, you won twice, Chris Shime. Good job by you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wish I had had more conviction on it. Uh, you know, last night, yesterday, I just said it was a lean. That was where I was was going, uh, and I was right. And uh, shout out to the. Uh, you know, we don't like give a ton of credit to other people on here, but shout out to the uh, Gresham Keefe crew. They hit themselves the same game parlay on the game last night as well. So good job by them. Oh, how about that? Good for them. Yeah. They don't hit many of them, so I'll give them credit where credit listen, is due. Listen, you only, you only have they had one every couple months, apparently, the way they do it uh, yeah. to apparently break even. I'm not sure about the math on those, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, we fell a catch short of Adam Troutman in our same game parlay prop. He had two for 28. Of course he did. Uh, he needed three catches and even money. Didn't happen. Taysom Hill. Got two catches at tight end, uh, but we couldn't get that home. But uh, the Bucks win. Brady has another epic sort of uh, end game moment. Uh, wins the game, called back and holding, wins it again. They'll win that division. He'll go to the playoffs no matter how healthy they're going to be. Uh, I think if they're healthy, Shime, they'll be sort of frisky in the NFC. Oh, uh, absolutely. I, they just they're sort of old, and I think it's tough to count on that group being healthy. But. Uh, if you don't believe in the rest of the NFC, they might be a, a team you can throw. Uh, they, they are going to be a team to be reckoned with if they stay healthy is my larger point, which yep. leads us to – go ahead, so you go first. No, like if they draw, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys or one of those NFC East teams, they're going to win – they can win round one. Like that's a winnable game. Like if, they won't because they'd win their division. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, no, they, they won't. They win their division, they won't. so they'll get a wild card winner, correct? Yeah. Correct. They will get a wild card winner. So that would be either Dallas or uh, one of the NFC East teams, because at, at this point it could be all three of them, or the Seahawks. You could, They can beat any of those teams. Dallas would be tough the way they've been playing lately. But any of those other three playoff teams are winnable games. And if you somehow win that game and then get matched up against the like the Vikings, oh, you could, you could be in the NFC Championship game. Because, again, I still think the Vikings are kind of fraudy, even though they've beaten a lot of good teams. It's, the the one-score thing will come back and bite them eventually. Yeah, currently uh, they would be your four seed, so they would draw the five, right? They'd be four five. Is that the Correct. matchup? So two, two seven, three six, four five. That would be against the Cowboys at Tampa. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be a tough game That's for them awesome to win. Game. Didn't they open the season? Wasn't that the Thursday night opener? Uh, Bucks. Yeah, two years ago, not this past year, but the year before when the Bron- uh, Bucks won the Super Bowl. Yes. That's when it was. Yeah, okay. But I think they also faced off earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken, like in a rematch of that game. Um, I think the Cowboys won. I can't remember now. I also don't – I'm not going to pencil them in four because the 49ers are two games in front of them, but it's Brock Purdy leading the helm. Unless – and this is uh, you know, one of the football rumors yesterday – the Colts might release Matt Ryan so Matt Ryan can go out to San Francisco and lead that team, which oh. would be different. Right, right now it's Brock Purdy, and I can see the, the 49ers stumbling down the stretch here and the Bucks catching them for the three seed. Uh, but they get – actually, they play this weekend. 49ers-Bucks is one of the late games on Sunday at 4 o'clock, so a really interesting game there between two uh, lower-scoring lower teams, especially when it's Brock Purdy, but that's for next week. Uh, we said yesterday, Shime, uh, with none of the local teams in action here, we wanted to focus on a couple of bigger-picture football issues. Yep. Uh, let's start with the aforementioned Super Bowl odds. So as of this morning, winners of Super Bowl 23, Bills 3.5-1, to one, Eagles 5-1, to one, Chiefs 5-1, to one, Cowboys 7-1. to one. That's the four teams under 10-1. to one. Then the second group of teams is Bengals 12-1, to one, 49ers 12 to 1, Bucks 18 to 1, Vikings 18 to 1, and the final group right now of, uh, of the uh, above that I call them tier three I guess. Uh, Baltimore's 20 to 1, Dolphins are 20 to 1, Titans 40 to 1, Seahawks 50 to 1. If you're feeling really frisky, Chargers 80 to 1, uh, and then everyone with that is 100 to 1, including your Patriots 130 to 1. 
Um, I bring this up because the Bills a couple of weeks ago were the third choice. Now they're back to being the favorite. Um, they're the only team under 4-1 to one in this uh, current odds right now, Shime. Mm-hmm. It's week 14, so you have five weeks to go plus the postseason. Are there any Super Bowl bets worth making or any thoughts that jump off the page when I go through all the current odds here? Four teams in the Super Bowl, and this has changed quite a bit uh, just this past week with the 49ers injuries and some other things. Your initial reaction to where we stand today couple days outside of week 14 Thursday night. Yeah, so uh, I I think there's one bet on here that I actually really like, uh, and that would be the Cincinnati Bengals at 12-1. to 1. Might be uh, a kind of going with the public on this at, at this point just because of their win over Kansas City. However, I think Cincinnati has figured things out. Lou Anarumo, the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati, continues to show exactly yeah. why he is – a top two defensive coordinator in all of football right now. He's the only guy who has figured out Pat Mahomes and how to beat him uh, at this point. And he's done it. They've done it three straight times, him and Joe Burr. Um, and so, and last year they already did it, right? They made that run. They made a dramatic run, close games. Joe Burrow does not get fl- uh, flustered in any way. This guy is, is just nails across the board. Um, and so I think when you're talking playoffs, it would be interesting. We haven't seen a Bengals-Bills matchup yet. So I don't know exactly how they would fare against Josh Allen. But again, like last year, they didn't have to go through Josh Allen. The Chiefs took care of him for him. So if the Bengals found themselves in a pathway, I think they're better already than the Ravens, the Titans, uh, the the Dolphins, the Jets. Those are the other four playoff teams outside of Kansas City and Buffalo. And so I just think that if if I'm looking at this, the value, I think, is great at 12-1, to 1. Um, and especially for a team that ju- literally just did it and is better now than they were last year. So I, I really like – I think the Bengals would be my play at 12-1. to 1. Yeah, they're, they're definitely interesting. Um, I'll be very curious to see uh, how healthy they can stay. Uh, Hurst, I don't think, is going to play this week. So they're a little banged up at tight end. Their offensive line – has still let uh, Burrow be under quite a bit of pressure. But he's able to make that run last year with a subpar offensive line. Um, I think the market is, is is pretty clean right now. What you're getting is if you like a team that's a higher price than the 49ers, you're getting a little bit of a bump right now because they're still listed at 12-1. to 1, But what would their real odds be? If Brock Purdy is the quarterback, you know, what are the real one? odds of the 40? 20, 30, 40, 50 to 1? Yeah. Sorry, they're just not getting out of the end. I, I Shanahan's – I mean, it would be – his most amazing coaching job if he's had to hold Jimmy G's hand through all this stuff to keep Brock Purdy, uh, Brock Purdy on the straight and narrow would be an a- absolute genius move by Shanahan. So I, I sort of don't even include them. And so I end up – I'm already on the Vikings at a, at a better price. But, I mean, the this is why I brought them up. The Bucks at 18-1 to 1 probably should be lower than they are right now because they're going to win their division. They'll be able to potentially rest some guys down the stretch here and get healthy. They'll have to win a bunch of games and have to play in that first week, so they're not going to be the number one seed. I totally understand that. Um, and, and I'm sort of I'm factoring the 49ers not really being 12-1. to 1. So though that their number is inflated. The Bucks number is probably a little bit uh, you know, higher than it should be. So where we stand right now, the Bills are a deserved favorite, and they get the inside track again for the top seed. That's huge for them. Um, so I have no problem with them being 3-1. to one. I think of the teams on here, uh, the team that stands out to me most is the Bucks at 18-1, to one, knowing that they have some wiggle room. And I don't think they're going to be pushed to win the division. They're going to win the division here. They may have the final two weeks, like we can sort of pick and choose how much you want to play and, and effort for a playoff spot or playoff seating 
versus, hey, the division might be wrapped up in week 17 or 18. So I'm projecting a little bit, but 18-1 to Super Bowl uh, on the Buccaneers would be a, an interesting bet. And I, I can't, I'm surprised there's still 10-1 to Shime to win the NFC. Uh, I thought they'd be under uh, into single digits right now, but I guess we're still keeping the 49ers on that list. They also might be even a slightly better bet just to come out of the conference uh, and win mm-hmm. the NFC. So I, I, I'm not just because they won last night, but because their path is pretty straightforward here. The division is theirs. No one else is going to win the division. They're going to be comfortable down the end of the season to be able to rest some guys. They're going to need it because they're an old-ass team. But I have some interest in the Bucks not only to win the Super Bowl at 18-1, to but at 10-1 to as a future to win the NFC, I don't think is the craziest bet of the team still left on the board. So there's going to be a theme to my day today. Can I make a case for a pizza money bet on a team that's a little bit farther down go the board? Go for it. Go, go, go. Um, I'm just going to – what about the Seattle Seahawks? Now, I, I understand their, their defense has been um, very spotty and suspect at times. I'm well aware of that. But at the same point in time, on their off on the offensive side of the ball, Geno Smith is playing the quarterback position as good as anybody in football right now. Like maybe outside of Patrick Mahomes and maybe Joe Burrow, Geno Smith is playing as well as anyone in football. Um, and, and even though their defense has been spotty, they get turnovers. Like Tariq Woolen, their their young rookie corner, is really talented and and has a very good eye for the ball. I think he already has six or seven interceptions this season. Um, so they make some plays on defense, even though they're not necessarily great at keeping opponents out of the end zone, but then offensively, they can, they can keep up with anybody. Uh, They can, they can score in a multitude of ways. Like Gino is good at when the, when the play breaks down, he's great at just drop back point and shoot. Uh, if Kenneth Walker gets back and gets healthy, I, I just, I think that the Seattle Seahawks at 50 to one could be like a fun team to root for on pizza money. Yeah. You've been a fan of them all year, so I wouldn't talk you out of it. Um, they wouldn't be for me only because the, the DVOA defensively it's just not know, bottom, I understand bottom that, five yeah. or six against the run. And then also like I, I, I they're, they're probably going to make the playoffs like right now to make the playoffs. They're minus 400, but they are playing. They, they should defeat the, the Panthers are a cakewalk this week, but then 49ers chiefs and jets. In a three-week span, Thursday, Christmas Eve day, their move, their game got moved to Saturday, and then New Year's Day they play the the, the Jets there at home. So the, 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 there's three games there where they 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 cut they, uh, they. I don't know if they'll be big time favorites in any of those three. They should be big time favorites uh, this week against the Panthers and against the Rams on uh, on January eighth. But no, never talk anyone off pizza money bet is rule number one. Yep. Rule number two is you've liked them all year. Why not a 50-1? to one? And for like, me, not for me. No. And, and I know point differential isn't a be-all, end-all by any means, but like they have a better point differential than the Vikings. It's barely, but they do. So it's like, you know, I, I just think that offensively they can keep up with anybody, and if the, and, and defensively you just need a turnover or two in a game, and, and, and it becomes winnable. So uh, that's kind of my thought come, come the playoff time. I just don't love a lot of the NFC. Um, again, I've said it multiple times. I think the Vikings are kind of fraudy. I, I still, you know, can Tampa Bay be frisky? Sure, but I'm not entirely convinced that Tom Brady will have any help uh, outside of himself in those games. And so then I'm just left with the NFC East. And I think Seattle can beat Washington, I think, because I just don't think Washington can keep up offensively. Um, I think Seattle could beat the Giants because I, 
again, another team that I think is a but they fraud. Be, uh, but, that you, but they wouldn't be playing those teams. I understand what you're saying. No, but, but, I mean, I'm, they, I'm, but at any point. If they point, get the seven or six, they're going to go to the Vikings in, in game one. Which is winnable. Or to the 49ers or Bucks. Which is winnable. I, I think all three of those games are winnable, right? Because 49ers at, the, at that point will have Brock Purdy. I, I, again, I don't think that they're going to win the Super Bowl with Brock F. And Purdy. Um, so the 49ers become a very winnable game. Minnesota, to me, like I said, fraud, they, they, I'm, they still have them on fraud watch. I understand they're 10-2. and two. They did beat the Bills, Pats, and Jets in three weeks in a row. I get it. But at the same time, for me, still on fraud. They're underdogs against the, 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 the Lions this week, for goodness sakes. Or they were at least the other yesterday. Um, it, like They're still on fraud watch. So I don't, I don't feel confident in any team. The only teams that would scare me if I'm the Seahawks are the Eagles and Cowboys. And you're probably not going to face the Cowboys if at all, if until the the NFC Championship game. So then it's just the Eagles. And who knows exactly how healthy they are or what when the time comes if you do have to face them. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I'm forgetting now. Um, the NFL playoffs do reseed, correct? I believe they do. Uh, I, I always forget. Yes, so yeah, yeah. So, so, like, they, so, so if, if they get in as the seven seed. They beat uh, Minnesota, they would then draw Philly. They get Philly. So yep. they get in the seven. Their path is they have to go through two and a one and then go on the road in the NFC title game. That That's the issue to me. Is or that, if they're – I mean, yeah. I mean, if they're the sixth seed, they would go Minnesota and then – oh, yeah, probably Philly too, I guess. That's well, I'm saying if they're the sixth seed and win, I would say the same thing, right? Yeah. And then it would it – would, unless, unless, or they would have unless you're projecting a six friend, and yeah. seven upset in the first round of the NFC playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaning – I mean, it could, it could happen, but I'm not leaning that way. That's what – see, I wonder what kind of – like, you can bet them now that's fine, but if they get in as the seventh seed, like, the, their, their odds – are they going to be much different if they're the six or seven seed and people recognize, okay, to bet them to win, I'm betting them to beat the one and two seeds and then go on the road in the NFC Championship game. I, I'm fine doing it, but are the odds any worse if you wait to see if Kenneth Walker is healthy? Mm. Is it really going to get worse than 50-1? to one? True. Um, I'm not sure. That's a good okay. question. I don't think I don't think it would get any worse than fifty to one, but I guess it would depend on how long it takes for Kenneth Walker to get healthy. So it's a it's a great point. I guess he could have gone back in the game. It sounds like, but he didn't. I don't know what to believe with Pete Carroll. He's also an old ass coach whose offense supposed to suck, and actually they're much better than anyone expected them to be. So I, I've always had an anti Pete Carroll stance, which has probably cost me money in the past. Um, and I, I I wonder about that path the NFC. But you've been right about them from the beginning. So if you if you want to get paid off in that opinion, that might be the way to do it. Um, and at fifty to one, again, it's it's a fun bet to do. Uh, as it relates to the MVP race, this thing has been uh, flipped over and over and over again. Uh, Mahomes now plus one twenty five, a, a pretty significant favorite. But Jalen Hurts officially enters the chat. He has a great game. They get to eleven and one. He's plus one seventy five. So by far, the two favorites are Mahomes and Hurts. From there. Uh, Burrow at six to one, Tua at twelve to one, Josh Allen, who was the primitive favorite a month ago, fourteen to one, your guy Gino, fifty to one, and then from there the the odds really really drop off. Uh, if I thought Brady could go five and zero down the stretch here, I place a pizza money bet on Tom Brady, but they have some tougher games here, including the Bengals down the stretch. I'm not sure how likely that would be. Uh, your guy Joe Burr uh, is in the chat here as well, six to one. His odds have been uh, you know cut really in a third. The last two or three weeks, his, you could get him at like 20-1 to 1 at the early part of November. That's now erased. 
Uh, you and I have dead Lamar Jackson tickets, 150 to 1, so we have to wipe our tears with those and move on. <laughs> Anything appealing to you, uh, Sean? You've been a Tua guy, you've been a Geno guy, you've been a Burrow guy. At these odds, anything stand out, or would you want to sit and wait for some some more movement in the market to, to make a play here? Yeah, I think I would sit and wait, uh, because right now I think Mahomes and Jalen Hurts being such prohibitive favorites makes sense to me. I do, too. Um, I do too. They're leading two of the best teams in football, and they're playing really, really well. Like, Jalen Hurts goes out, rushes for 150, and throws for 150 in one game, and then next week comes out, plays the Titans, and throws for 380 and three touchdowns, and looked freaking awesome doing it. Um I, the more the Eagles continue to win football games, the more I think this is Jalen Hurts' award to lose. Um, I, in my opinion, I think he should be the favorite at this moment just because of the success more so of his team than anything else. And on top of that, his performance has been fantastic. Um, I guess the only thing with Patrick Mahomes at this point is really the records. Like, the records, yep. Because it's going to be hard to – you're going to have to have the Bills stumble if you want to win the – one seed, so that's kind of where that issue is. But it's the records for Mahomes versus the success this season for Jalen Hurts uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I, I would lean Hurts there, uh, which in the val- it's just there's no value in betting it at this point. Like if you hit it at eighteen to one or twenty to one before or at the beginning of the season, you are licking your chops right now. But outside of that, I don't think it's worth investing in anybody at this point. Yeah, Mahomes, you know, uh, is a little bit off pace now, but he was after that Rams game on pace to break both the touchdown record, 50 touchdowns, and the yardage record. He only had the 223 yards this past week, so I think he fell off pace, but still 3,800 yards passing, 30 touchdowns, 8 picks, and a quarterback rating of 104. Um, He's still got five games to go here, so theoretically could still uh, get to 50 touchdowns. Not going to be as easy, uh, but still could do it. And I'm with you. It feels like those two. And if you think there's an outside chance that Mahomes gets to 50 or sets the yardage record, and that might be enough even if they finish the two seed, I will point out that right now Jalen Hurts is 2.5-1 to one to an offensive player of the year. And I feel like whatever guy doesn't – isn't there a case that whatever guy doesn't win the MVP could leapfrog Tyreek Hill and win the offensive player of the year? I see uh, Mahomes is, what, plus 250 right now. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh, Jalen Hurts is plus 250. I don't see – Mahomes is nine to one. He is. He's right there at nine to one. That's a little surprising to me. I like agree. I, I wonder if it's just the default. Could you hedge against one of those guys not winning it there by betting him to win Offensive Player of the Year? I think you could. Um, I don't know. Tyree Kill's having a really good season. As I well. know you. You've talked about Tyree Kill. You, you gave him out a month ago. We talked about this award. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I would really hedge on Offensive Player of the Year just because Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson are both having awesome seasons. Um, and, and I think the quarterbacks, I, I think they're turning these awards into the MVP is basically only for quarterbacks, and then op, uh, Offensive Player of the Year is for the best offensive player. And I, I think Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson both have a really strong case for that as, as of right now, and I don't necessarily see their play uh, diminishing here just down the stretch. Yeah, this is an exercise trying to figure out if there's any value out there. Um, and Chimes, again, 50-1, to 1, uh, interesting there. As a long shot, you've talked about your Bengals at 12-1. to 1. Uh, small piece for me on Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl side, but in the awards market right now in the MVP, uh, I'm stuck with dead tickets on Lamar. I don't see anything I want that's actionable that I want to go, you know, rush to the 603 and play today. But I, I wanted to. We've been doing this every single Tuesday, so it's worth an update now with five weeks to go. And certainly the the odds have changed, uh, both in Josh Allen uh, falling out of the favoritism for the uh, MVP, but the Bills now three to one, a legit favorite to win the entire thing in the Super Bowl market. You texted me yesterday, Shime, said you have two other future bets 
you want to talk through here on the podcast this morning. So why don't you go ahead? Yep. Uh, one of them, uh, you're going to uh, – well, one of them is more so a future bet that I wanted to revisit. Um, and I wanted to tell you that I think you should um, not worry – or get a, get a little excited is the way I would phrase it because oh. I think there's a chance the Raiders end up covering that futures bet. The eight and a half? No, yes. that thing's dead. No. That's I, dead. Li- so listen dead. to this. Dead. Listen, listen to me, Mutt. They've been playing a lot better. They draw the Rams this week. It's weird. Imagine this. Josh can actually coach all these Patriot fans who are rooting against him so he get fired. Now, like, oh, wait, he can actually coach teams out there. They draw the next three weeks. They draw the Rams, Patriots, and Steelers. Yep. All three very winnable games. If, in fact, they were to win those. They'll be the favorites in two of the three. I I don't know what. Well, uh, uh, barring a loss to the Rams Thursday night, They'll be favorites in all three of those games. Yes, they should. I would. I would also agree. Um, again, I, I think there's a chance that they win all three of those games. Then you're talking. They're on a six-game winning streak. They're on a roll. Then they draw Brock Purdy, and Lord knows where the 49ers are going to be in Week 17. And then you draw the Chiefs in the final week of the season, who may not have anything to play for. So they just need to win one of those two games. If they were able to beat if they sweep. Rams, Pats, Steelers, those first three, yes, yes. you need to win one of two between 49ers and Chiefs. I'm just saying I think there's still a chance. I, don't, I, I'm just, I, I want you to believe that that ticket, not dead yet. I think no, there's still a chance. Since I declared it dead in my uh, NFL betting notebook, uh, they've won three in a row. So I'm not, I'm not thinking – I understand there's a path there until they win those three. I'm not even considering it. And they, they, uh, what's going to annoy me about this bet is going to, I think they're going to probably fall with eight wins. And what's going to bother me the entire offseason is all those winnable games they had the first nine weeks of the season. They lost six, I believe it was, one possession games through stupidity, interceptions, bad play calling, bad penalties. Like they, they, they should easily have gotten to this. This is going to be uh, an annoying futures bad beat that's going to bug me for a year. Because they're going to get to eight chime, and we're going to look back at all those stupid games they lost. But I, I, it's alive in your mind. I've declared it dead. I can't resurrect it because now it's bad luck to resurrect it. But I understand what you're saying is what I'll say. Yeah, so that was uh, that was the one I wanted to revisit then. Try, thank you for trying to cheer me up. But Again, they're undefeated since I declared it dead. It's still dead in the notebook for now. The okay. other one quickly I wanted to address is actually not an NFL future. Um, it's an NHL future that I needed to bring up. Um, Didn't you play some? No. Uh, I, I did. I before the season started, I played yeah. a couple. I am going to replay uh, one oh. at some point today. Double down? E- no, double down? not a double down. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually want. I am actually going to be investing in the Seattle Kraken. Really? Yes. Uh, right now they're forty-five to one to win the Stanley Cup, which okay. doesn't make sense to me because they're six points back of the Golden Knights, but have played three fewer games. They they only have three less wins than the Golden Knights. Uh, and the Kraken have been awesome recently. They score like the Dickens. They're basically what the Oilers and partially of what Colorado was last season. Um, I personally think it's incorrect to have Colorado as the prohibitive favorite right now for the Stanley Cup championship, which gives me better odds with the Kraken. The Kraken, I, I don't understand 45 to 1. And even better than that for me, I, just to win the West, they're 20 to 1. Like these, this is a team that can score, that is scoring almost. Almost as as great of a pace as the Bruins, um, right now, and, and so I uh, I don't quite understand why. I guess Vegas just doesn't have confidence, or people don't have confidence in the former expansion team. But little they forget that Vegas was an expansion team in 2018, and 
they ended up going to the Stanley Cup final. So I, I just I, I think people shouldn't be writing off the Kraken. And uh, you'll see it as we go forward, too, in my day-to-day betting. Uh, I will be investing in the Kraken um, a decent amount just because I, I think that they're undervalued right now in the market. Uh, and so I think there's an opportunity to take advantage of that. So the play I really, really like is to win the Western Conference at 20 to one. Um, and then and then I will also sprinkle like, you know, five or six, five or ten bucks on 45 to one to win the uh, win the Stanley Cup. All right. So officially you are jumping back into the Seattle Kraken to yep. win the Western Conference and a, sp- a small sprinkle on to win the uh, Stanley Cup. Correct. Did you already bet them? No, I haven't. So okay. this is not a jumping back in. This is a, oh, I'm noticing a trend. Do you have, is it, was it Vegas you have out west? Do you play a Vegas future? No, I have a Rangers future and a Bruins future. That's what it was. So you have I nothing have out Eastern, west right now. Yeah, but. I have no western futures. So for me, this is a, that's why I really like the conference winner. Because then, then I'm not like betting against my already two NHL uh, Stanley Cup champion futures. But then I also just have a pizza money bet on the Kraken as well. Because if both, if I get two teams in the final with a ticket on each of them, then I could just hedge out if I want or whatever. Or uh, I guarantee well, myself money. Well, also like once they once the the Kraken get in at twenty to one, you can start hedging too if you want to. Bingo. So it's, it's it works out well for you. All right. So wow, how about that? You're trying to cheer me up on the Raiders, and you're adding an NHL future for the people. Yes, sir. Wow, that's a nice little busy. It's a all of a sudden look down. It's almost eleven o'clock. This podcast went much longer than we're scheduled to go here today <laughs> because we had a lot of things. To discuss, subscribe, rate, we review on the on the Odyssey app, uh, Spotify, and of course Apple Podcasts. BetQL Boston on Twitter. Uh, what else do people shine as we uh, get ready for Week 14 in the NFL? That include my Raiders on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, uh, another one of these uh, special end of podcast nuggets for you. If you made it all the way to the end of the podcast, bet the Seattle Kraken minus one and a half tonight, hosting the Montreal Canadiens. There you go. So all that to tell people again, listen to the end of the podcast. Yep. You got paid off yesterday on Brazil, and now Seattle cracking tonight. People are going to learn that in order to get some of these uh, just little sprinkle bets here every every day, every once in a while, you're just going to drop a bet that I really, really love right at the end of the podcast. So make sure to tune in all the way through. I got Bruins and Celtics out west tomorrow. We'll talk about them on the podcast and close in on week 14 in the NFL. And as we're talking, Chris Scheim, uh, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission is uh, hearing a license proposal for uh, Penn Gaming's uh, Plainbridge Park Casino, which, of course, is a barstool property. Uh, these should go. I, I don't. I don't understand. Um, you know what? What they need to hear. I, I. I don't understand. Like, okay, Encore operates in Vegas. They should be fine here. But the red tape process in the state goes on. Um, so we're gonna, I guess, get grant them a license today, and then they can st- start taking bets in January. Yep. <laughs> it was still end of January for some reason. <laughs> Like, grant them the license and just let them start taking bets. Let us bet. Hashtag <laughs> I think let they us said bet. Encore might be Thursday that they're going to discuss yeah, they that. Got Springfield tomorrow, Encore Thursday. Like, I just don't like it. It's just so. Again, when I'm president, Sean, this stuff will be a lot easier. Please. A lot easier to get done. You Are you going to be uh, Sununu's running mate when he announces uh, – <laughs> Oh, I, think, no, I, think Greg, I think Greg signed up for that. Oh, okay. You're he's, right. He's, My bad. He'll be in lockstep with the, the great governor of New Hampshire. Uh, more on uh, mass gaming as they try to close in on uh, getting granny licenses, going live for sports betting in early January, and then mobile sports betting, we think, at some point in March, although I'm not holding my breath. Uh, Shime, excellent job by you. We're back tomorrow morning. Thank you, buddy. Sounds good, Matt. See ya. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.